Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Johnny Ken Show, John Cobalt, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're off and running. We are? Where are we running to? Well, we're off. At least half. We're here. Isn't that all we have to do is just show up? Yeah, I'm still getting settled in here. Isn't that what somebody once said, 90% of life is just showing up? Yeah, we should try that one day. Just show up and not do a thing, not talk, nothing. Yeah, sit back and let this little background music play. And Remember that time we... Allowed people to take over as hosts. Oh, that was pretty good. That was classic. That was Johnny funny. Ken. We should do that again. I think we only did it once because it worked out too good. I, I know. I, I it's like wanna... no way to top that. <laughs> it was like half the people came on, and after three words, were, what do I do now? No, they tried to it's moderate. Your show. These... We're not helping you. You go. We put six people on at the same time and told them to like sort it oh, out. I, that was another one. Yeah, I don't know why we did that. They all were trying to figure out. Like, do you have anything to say? Do you have anything to say? <laughs> yeah, you think this is easy, do you? <laughs> Screw you. Yeah, Still get those emails. Yeah, I you just know, sit now, there on your butts and yell things. Now I you re- try it. I remember why. Somebody like called a homeless guy on the bench. Ah! Somebody complained that we were talking too much and not taking enough calls. And it's like, fine, we'll shut oh, that's up. That's what it was. That's what it You're was. Right. So we put six callers on. It's like you guys do it then. 
We really give we really gave a bleep then that someone actually wrote that we weren't taking calls. No, and... I just we just figured we figured it'd be very funny. It was like, oh, this is an idea. Let them do it. And in our job before we got to KFI, people would write and say, "Just play music. Shut up. Play the songs." Yeah. Uh, screw That's all right. we did. <laughs> well, today is uh, going to be a big day, and because uh, we got uh, a great Joel Kotkin uh, column oh to talk about. It's, it's actually a study. The way to introduce it, I think the best way, is to take a look at uh, what the El Segundo Times does from time to time. They have one of these polls. They used UC Berkeley's Institute of Governmental Studies. And it's my favorite question. Do you think the state is on the right track or the wrong track or they're off the track and there's no track? <laughs> I love the wrong track or wrong, right track. Well, the, well the... six and ten say wrong track. I'm surprised it wasn't higher, actually. Uh, and 70% are whining about the gas prices as being a very serious or somewhat serious problems. And I am not diminishing the problems that people have to pay with the high gas prices in California, which, by the way, are like $1.50 a gallon more than just about every other state you can think of, except for a couple maybe in the Northeast. But anyway... And, of course, the pain is really being felt by people on the lower end of the income scale. All yes. of this brings us exactly where we want to be to talk about. And we're probably going to do this in a couple of segments during the show this afternoon. It's that important that people who listen to our show and listen to it at different times of the afternoon get to hear this. And then you can, should read it for yourself. It's in realclearinvestigations.com. Is that like a... It's a spinoff of Real Clear Politics. Clear politics. Okay. It's Real a, Clear Investigations. And it's Joel Kotkin. has uh, been on our show many times. And he is a presidential fellow in urban futures at Chapman University. He's, uh, he's an academic. He's an intellectual. But he's very accessible. He talks like a normal person. Yes. And he started out in life as a Democrat and has now drifted to independent status politically. And he has been appalled for many years at what's happened to California. As we all have been. I, I don't know anybody, unless you are uh, living on Mark Zuckerberg's estate, is, is not appalled what's, what's, what's gone on in the state and the city. However, nobody seems to change their voting patterns. And that is like, uh, that may be the biggest mystery when I die, when I'm on my deathbed. I'll be laying there wondering, why didn't they vote differently? Why? Yes. When is the revolution coming? We'll be well, saying. I mean, they well, do maybe this. Never. They do this in other uh, states. They do this in other countries. This seems to be the only place on the planet outside of the Soviet Union where people vote the same way over and over again, no matter how bad it is. And the ones who feel like you do, rather than wait till their deathbed and ask that question, are leaving the state. Yeah. And the great thing about this column and its title is article: California's vanished dreams by the numbers is that he backs up everything he declares in this investigation with the numbers. And the reason I wanted to read that El Segundo Times survey of right track, wrong track, is that a lot of it focused on gas prices. But what people are just not realizing, it's the whole structure of the state government and probably your local government, like the city of L.A., that's really responsible for a lot of miseries in this state. And everybody always says to us, oh, John and Ken, all you two do is whine and bitch. You don't take enough calls. I'm kidding. I just did that part of the neck. <laughs> but why, why do you feel that way? Well, Joel Kotkin, you really got to read this. Did we post it up? I didn't check our webpage. I don't Put it on the, uh, our webpage. Send it out on you? the Twitter. Send right. it to Elon Musk. Send it everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> Send it to Elon, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. 
freaking who cares about Twitter? Anyway, um, he starts out by talking about a couple of people. Laura Tyson, the longtime Democratic economist now at the University of California at Berkeley, praises California for creating the way forward to a more enlightened market capitalism. Like-minded analysts tout Silicon Valley's massive wealth generation as evidence of progressivism's promise. And you and I have talked about this before, when Jerry Brown used to scream about how big our economy is, and Newsom still does, nation-state. This is a lot of what they're talking about. It's all coming from places like Silicon Valley. It is not well distributed throughout the state of California. No, I, I don't understand the connection to progressivism. It seems to be the opposite. It, it, it's, it like, is, right. it's like the old 19th century uh, robber barons, the uh, railroad magnets. These That's are right. just incredibly wealthy people in a relatively new industry, and these were the first ones in. And these industry, this industry became wildly popular, and and they're raking in hundreds of billions of dollars. I, I don't see, uh, and they're keeping most of it. Joel Kotkin calls it modern day feudalism with the poor and the weak trapped by policies subsidized by taxes paid by the rich and the powerful, and that really is where we are in the state of California. Most Californians, according to recent surveys, see things differently. They point to rising poverty and inequality, believe the state's in a recession, and it's headed in the wrong direction. And we just got that from that El Segundo Times Berkeley poll. Parting with the state's cheerleaders, a New York Times writer by the name of Ezra Klein, who is a reliable progressive and native California, Californian says the Golden State's failures are making liberals squirm because there's also talk that Biden would like America to be like California. That's... His oh. inner circle of progressives who push climate change and all the rest of their nonsense well, uh, look to California as an example of where the country should go. Well, they got seven months and then they uh, turn into a pumpkin. Uh, <laughs> there probably will <laughs> look, be a big look, look, turnover like, in Congress to yeah, start. That's, right. not, that's not going to happen. Uh, so he writes, reality could be worse than even uh, Ezra Klein admits. In a new report for Chapman University, my colleagues and I Find California's in a state of existential crisis. Oh, and Jerry Brown loved that word, didn't he? Losing both its middle-aged and middle class, while its poor population faces dimming prospects. Despite the state's myriad advantages, research shows it's plagued by economic immobility and inequality, crushing housing and energy costs, and a failing education system. And then he goes through all of these things in detail in the rest of the article. Worse than just a case of progressive policies creating regressive outcomes, it appears California is descending into what I just mentioned, something resembling modern-day feudalism. The poor and the weak are trapped by policies subsidized by taxes paid by the rich and the powerful. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we'll read from more of this and give you an idea. We're probably going to come back to this a few times during the show because it's divided into different sections uh, of what's wrong with the state and the numbers that he goes through. we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, we're talking about a Joel Kotkin article, realclearinvestigations.com is where you can find it. California's vanished dreams by the numbers. And he brings up a myriad of issues. And then in this long article, and we'll get to a number of the issues uh, on the show today, he uh, backs it up with statistical proof, the numbers. Uh, here's a good paragraph. California may conjure images of Rodeo Drive and Malibu mansions in the public imagination, but today the state suffers the highest cost-adjusted poverty rate in the country. The poor and near poor constitute over one-third 
well over 10 million of the state's residents, according to the Public Policy Institute of California. And we've told you before, I think that number is 13 or 14 million because that's the number of people that are on, on Medi-Cal. Right. California's program for, for the for the poor people. Los Angeles, by far the state's largest metro area and once a, once a magnet for middle class aspirations, has one of the highest poverty rates among major U.S. cities. A United Way of California analysis shows that over 30 percent of residents lack sufficient income to cover basic living costs, even after accounting for public assistance programs. This includes half of Latino and 40 percent of black residents. Some two-thirds of non-citizen Latinos live at or below the poverty line. Now, many of them are immigrants, many of them illegal immigrants. That would be and, probably and a families. lot of non-citizen Latinos. Yes. Yeah, and so so you're looking at this and said, well, how did this help anybody here? They're 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 exactly very, right. They're very, very poor. The progressive yeah. thing is to really try to make things equal and help the poor but, in but every they, way we can. And instead, it's left them in the dust. But the thing is, it's been a complete failure. There's a, a an economic uh, analyst, Mark Dugan, from Stanford University. And, and he calls out the hypocrisy and the delusion of people in the state. He says, in California, there's this idea of, oh, we care about the poor. But on this metric, we are literally the worst. We are one of the worst states in the nation in handling poverty. For all the taxes we have, for all the programs, there's massive poverty, which means all these progressive policies from all these progressives, they don't really care. They've created massive bureaucracies, hired thousands and thousands of government workers, but the, the money is not changing anybody's life. It's not helping anybody. And it's not no, boosting anybody into uh, into the middle class. I, he, he points out also in the article that states like Texas take their budget surpluses and they use them to attract more business and to build a tax base. California just hands out stimulus checks, which in the end don't make much difference. No, and, and a lot of people blow them. Um, he says L.A. and San Francisco, a large underclass now inhabits the streets. The once iconic locales have become poster children for urban dysfunction. And it's true. Street life in much of Los Angeles and in San Francisco is the worst street life in the nation, with the exception of maybe Seattle. California has the third highest inequality just behind New York and Louisiana. That's in the country of all the states. I, so, I thought we'd be number one, but we're so, number three. So we're, we're listening to people constantly preaching at us about inequality. And to remedy that, they've levied some of the highest taxes imaginable on, on, on people who make money and have gotten nothing for it. But it shows you that when you let in millions and millions of illegal immigrants who don't, who have limited skills and limited education, and they're living in large numbers in small apartments, uh, you've doomed maybe several generations. Did you see it, this stat on San Francisco? Talking about income inequality, the average income of the top 1% of households in the city of San Francisco is an incredible 3.6 million. That's the 1%. You know what the bottom 99 average is? 81,000. Yeah. So there's a 44 times difference from the bottom 99% to the 1% in, in fact, a city like San Francisco. If you live in a median income household, 
and you're trying to save for a mortgage on a median-priced home in L.A. or San Francisco, it would take you more than 100 years to save for that mortgage. Yeah. A hundred years. If you're right in the middle of the middle class, you want a middle of the middle class home and you have a middle of the middle class income, LA and San Francisco, it's going to take you 100 years to save. Oh, and they love to talk about job growth in California. Over the past decade, more than 80% of California jobs paid under the median income and most under $40,000 a year, a poverty wage in California. That's what we call the hardcore working poor. Worse yet, as demonstrated in our analysis, California lags all peer competitors, Texas, Arizona, Tennessee, Nevada, Washington, and Colorado, in creating high-wage jobs in fields like business and professional services, as even tech growth begins to shift elsewhere. And that we've talked about before, too. Some of the tech companies have left the state as well. Some of them. There's still plenty in Silicon Valley, but we're not creating good jobs. No. Whenever they tell our no. job growth, it's just poor service the, jobs at the lower end. The, the 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 excessiveness of the wealth at the very highest level is so huge. It is so enormous that it completely skews all the statistics in the state. So when you hear Newsom beating his chest claiming we've got the fifth largest economy in the uh in the world, it's for a very tiny sliver of a sliver of the population. Much of the population is in poverty. Most of the population can't afford to buy a house anymore. And then, won't and will not be able to buy it anytime soon. Then he moves into the state's climate change policies with a great chart of California electricity prices versus the rest of the country. And this really hits people on the lower end of the income scale badly. California at this point, at least it goes up to 2019, is averaging 17 cents per kilowatt hour for electricity prices. You know what the average is for the rest of the country? About 10. 10.1. Yeah. So we have 70% higher electricity rates in the state. You're paying 70% more for electricity than elsewhere in the country. 70% more. And... It hasn't cooled the atmosphere by even one millionth of a degree. It's a complete failed policy, a complete waste, nothing but virtue signaling. I don't even know who they're signaling to (laughs) because nobody else in the country is doing this, and it's had zero effect. And this is the accumulation of many of their policies from the way they spend the tax money to the way they've taxed people to their environmental laws, to this crazy idea that we're going to be all renewable by a certain year because we want to show the country and the world that California is a leader in climate change. It is absolutely destroying the lower class in the state. Well, he writes that California's renewable energy push has generated high energy prices and the nation's least reliable power grid and has crippled the manufacturing industry, which needs fossil fuels and a stable electric supply. The state fell to 44th in the country in manufacturing, in employment growth last year. 44th. No California metro in the U.S. ranks in the top 10 in offering well-paying blue-collar jobs. Four are in the bottom 10. Nobody's in the top 10. Four in the bottom 10, including Los Angeles. 
Those were middle used to be middle class blue collar factory jobs. The factories were driven out over greenhouse gases. The factories are now in every other state and every other country producing the same greenhouse gases. We just lost all the jobs. We lost the middle class. What was yeah, the point? He goes on to talk about housing. California ranks 49th in home ownership rate, producing far less new housing than competitive regions like Arizona, Texas, or Florida. Unable to buy their own homes, working class families have to pay extraordinarily high rents, often in excess of 30% of their household income. All right, when we come back to this later in the show, probably next hour, the next chapter is on California's education failures. Joel Kotkin is a fellow at Chapman University. He and his researchers have put out a uh, paper on California's vanished dreams by the numbers. It's a really good read. It's at realclearinvestigations.com. we got more coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI. AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, tomorrow is uh, Moist Line Friday. It's here already. Uh, you can be a part of it still by leaving your message at uh, the iHeartRadio app. We have a talkback feature, a little microphone you can use to uh, spew your Moist Line message. You can also still, of course, reach us through the toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, one of the big stories today is the long article in the San Francisco Chronicle by writers Tal Copan and Joe Garofoli, colleagues worry Dianne Feinstein is now mentally unfit to serve, citing recent interactions. And I'm sure it's getting quite the buzz in Washington, D.C. <laughs> well, you could probably change the names and write the exact same story about Joe Biden. This is true, but at least Biden's, we get to see it on display. Yeah. Feinstein is pretty much just not showing up anywhere, not doing interviews. I guess she's been at a couple of hearings and asked some questions recently, particularly the Supreme Court nominee hearings. But for that real in-depth kind of interview you need to assess someone's mental acuity, I, I don't think she's on display. Well, and there's. Uh, I, I'm not surprised at these stories. No, just, there was actually a New Yorker story in 2020 along the same lines. But here we are two years later. And she's 88, and it's it's going down. Now, she's fast. got serious dementia. Uh, uh, they, they open with a story about a California congressman uh, went to visit Dianne Feinstein. They had some serious policy they wanted to have a needed a long conversation about. Um, and he'd known her for 15 years. And instead, uh, he they had to reintroduce themselves to Feinstein multiple times over a meeting that lasted several hours. I guess in the middle of the literally and you are like every 15 minutes and you are, well, how do I know you? Why are you here? What are you doing in my office? <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> Apparently she never got into real policy matters. She repeated some small talk questions. What matters to voters in your district? Well, no apparent recognition. The two had already had that conversation anyway. Yeah. The episode was so unnerving that the lawmaker spoke to the Chronicle on condition of anonymity because of the sensitivity of the topic is now raising concerns with colleagues to see if some kind of intervention is possible to persuade her to retire. There's no way to get rid of a senator. Two more. There uh, is let, by a vote of the Senate. Yeah, it has to be a two-thirds vote, though. 
Yes. Which that's, is that's the only way. Which is uh, nearly impossible to do. And there's this senatorial courtesy that they extend towards each other because there have been uh, a number of senators who've been uh, completely had completely fallen into dementia. For example, years ago, Strom Thurmond. Yeah, he uh, was out of it. Yeah, no, he, he, he made it to 100 years old, but he had no idea what was going on. Uh, the staff wheeled him uh, into the Senate chambers to vote. They right. would say, vote green button, vote red button, yes or no. And that was it. They did all the work and all the research, and they made the policy. In fact, somebody brought this up in the article. Is this not sexism? How come we didn't have big articles challenging the old men that were serving in well, the Senate they, and wouldn't leave? You're just changing the subject. The, 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 other, the guys should have been forced to leave. That was wrong. But uh, maybe the women should have spoke up, spoken up about Strom Thurmond and the rest of them. But that, again, is another debate. This debate is, is she competent to be a senator? No, she's not. Well, Listen but, to this. If Democrats retain control of the Senate next year, Feinstein, who's in office till 24, 2024, will succeed retiring Vermont Senator Patrick Leahy as a Senate president pro tem. That puts her third in line for the presidency. So you would have Biden, Biden, Kamala Harris. You've got Nancy Pelosi, but she'll get replaced. And then you have Feinstein. As Senate President Pro Tem, yeah. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, right now, three of the four names I mentioned have dementia. Active dementia. Clear. Pelosi, you're saying? Oh, yeah, Pelosi does, too. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's got a lot of gibberish and word salad. She uh, does, but she's in public a lot and does a lot of interviews. It's, it's and... just not to the extent of Biden. She used to speak much more clearly and coherently. So Apparently maybe... it's so bad there's an inside joke among staffers in D.C. that, I don't know if it's her staffers, it may just be minions of other senators, that California's a great junior senator, Alex Padilla, and then the other one is Feinstein's experienced staff. That they're the senator. Effectively, they're serving. Well, yeah, that, that, that's what it is. Yeah, they're, because, they're doing all the decision-making and handling well, all the details of the because, office, and she probably just sits there with a cup of tea because you know, asking every, people who they are again. Most everybody in both parties has the same opinions on things. All the votes are almost always partisan, unless you're uh, naming a post office. I mean, really, there are very, very few uh, senators that go both ways on votes and and we know their names it's people like uh joe manchin and kristen cinema among the democrats and mitt romney sometimes and susan collins of maine but i'd say 95 out of 100 you know exactly how they're going to vote and that's why it almost doesn't matter who wins these elections if you vote for a Democrat in California, they're going to vote 100% the same way. It's like the Supreme Court justice. It doesn't matter who the latest Supreme Court justice is. Came from the Biden administration. She will vote exactly like the last guy who had her job. She, There's uh, not in independent original thinking going on. She filed paperwork with the FEC that would allow her to run in 2024. But something that's just to keep her fundraising accounts active. Of course, there's been no announcement as to whether or not she actually will run in 2024. This California Congress member who's remained anonymous said it shouldn't end this way for her. She deserves better. Those who think they are serving her or honoring her by sweeping all of this under the rug 
are doing an enormous well, disservice. Supposedly, the president of the Senate, Chuck Schumer, tried to talk to Feinstein about this. Yeah, that was in but, 2020. But, That's the story that was in New Yorker. But she kept forgetting where they were in the conversation. She he kept having to repeat. See, you can repeat. She, she kept telling him that she she needed to give up the Judiciary Committee leadership post because, and she kept saying it. She didn't remember she'd already told him that. Yeah. But he was trying to hint that it's time to go, and she wasn't picking up on the hint because you know it's, it's you know it's like homeless people on drugs. When you have dementia, you don't remember what you said you know ten minutes ago or ten days ago, and you don't always know that you're in in, in this fog. Yeah. And so they get they get really stubborn, and they get scared, and they don't want to see their life taken away. Have you ever tried to take car keys away from an elderly person? You end up in a big fight. Because they, they don't want it because it's conceding that y- your life is at is at the end now. Your career is at the end. So nobody wants to leave. Yeah, apparently the Amy Coney Barrett confirmation hearings, she did keep, re- she repeated the same question several times. But then, of course, this being Washington, D.C. politics, she also shocked everyone when she congratulated the Republicans on a well, uh, one of the best set of hearings she's ever participated in. Oh, so that's supposed to be the side of dementia. Yeah, she wasn't towing the party line and just being critical. There you go. That's what they consider dementia. She hasn't done a town hall since 2017, so she doesn't appear in public. And, of course, she declined to be interviewed for this story. Four four senators were part of this story. Four senators, three of them Democrats, three Feinstein staffers, and a member of Congress told the Chronicle that her memory's rapidly deteriorating. She can no longer fulfill her duties. Yeah. So the only time she appears is pretty much when she has to appear at these hearings. On January 20th, they voted on an antitrust bill that would bar the giant tech platforms like Google and Amazon from favoring their own products over third parties on their sites. She delivered a statement critical of the bill. Uh, It put her at odds with most Democrats on the committee. And then she struggled when pressed by Democratic Senator Amy Klobuchar the bill's author, Klobuchar, asked Feinstein about a line in her remarks asserting that government agencies opposed the bill. Are you implying, Senator Feinstein, that the U.S. government, that the administration's against this bill? And Feinstein's answer was, I do not know. What I said is, I'm told that federal agencies have concerns about this bill. That's pretty good. Pick on the demented uh, woman. Yeah, <laughs> also in here, a few people are upset at this because I guess her husband just died of cancer. And this just seems mean and unfair to be. Oh, well, how how, how about California gets a, a real senator? And how yeah. about a senator that acknowledges all the r- r- ridiculous uh, issues we have in the state? Yeah. Can't get that, huh? It's asking for too much. I mean, you know, that generation has really got to go. I I mean, I I know we've had old people in the past, but there's something about this baby boomer generation. They need and 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 the, the borderline on on you know the Biden Feinstein generation, they gotta go. It's over. You've you've had your time. You know we need we need people 20, 30, 40 years younger. This is ridiculous. Yeah, one former staffer said uh, they've had conversations with her about sending a letter out, and then the next day Feinstein would not even remember the conversation. She kept insisting. The staffer's point is she can't seem to follow the threat of an investigation well, it, anymore. She it, can't figure out. When the brain cells die, they disappear. They're dead. They didn't work anymore. You can't bring them back. 
I mean, it's 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 just science. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI. Johnny Ken Show. John Cobell and Ken Shampo. KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, it was sentencing day today for a, a longtime uh, Democratic donor, a man by the name of Ed Buck, described as a fixture of West Hollywood's political scene. Yeah, he was a, a tough uh, time figuring out how to charge him. The L.A. County DA's office passed on charging him. Eventually, the feds took over the case. Uh, this is the man that liked to inject young black men with drugs and then watch them OD. And in a couple of cases, they died. That was kind of his fetish, as weird as it may sound. This was one of Garcetti's buddies. Was he? Uh, I know he oh, was he used to, involved with the Clintons, too, wasn't he? He did, of course. Well, if there's some weird sexual <laughs> perversion, of course, yeah. Did he know Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> is the question? <laughs> you know, he probably did. Yeah, I know. Uh, it says here, um, for nearly a decade, he lured young black men, and, and the El Segundo Times, black is capital B. Capital B, yes. But if it's white, it's a small W. Small right? W, yes. Do we understand that yet from the style book? Do we know uh, why that is? Um, they to just accent decide. race they, for certain people? They just decided that. That's so <laughs> strange. I know. And everybody You know what? You it. noticed it. I never did. One day you pointed it out, and now I'm noticing it. Oh, uh, I saw an article about it. It's become now standard. And so. Was all, there an explanation for it? Uh, uh, probably. Um, I figured. I know it's, it's wokeness, but it, I thought there might be something more specific. I don't remember what the specific... I, I, I think it's like self-evident. All right. Well, he would uh, lure these young men at the lowest point in their lives, homeless, addicted, resorting to subsistence-level sex work, into what are described as party and play sessions. You know, these men didn't have to go. They were adults. But, but anyway, I'm not excusing Buck here, but... Sometimes this is just a little too slanted the way they depict the story. Yeah, they, they, uh, they, they all, they all volunteered. I mean, all, they all showed up at his house. You know, right. they met through advertising or, you know. Right. Uh, they're, they're not children. They're adults making decisions for themselves. And, of course, they probably had bad lives. But that's none of their fault, the way this usually works. Uh, apparently he had a disgusting apartment of squalor that was littered with drug paraphernalia and sex toys. That sounds nice. And... And the and the rest of the time he's raising money for all the big Democratic candidates who all yeah. think he's a really cool guy, yeah. not not knowing that he's 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 torturing all these uh, uh, drug addicted vagrants. So uh, in two cases he injected his victims with fatal amounts of methamphetamine, and that's why this became a case. They convicted him of a bunch of felonies, including distributing meth resulting in death and enticement across state lines to engage in prostitution. Because they had a tough time figuring out what exactly to charge them. I think that's why one of the reasons the LA County DA's office didn't know what to do with this case, but the feds took it over. And uh, he got his sentence today, 30 years. He's 67, so do they have good time credits in the federal system? Will he be out in two oh, years? Oh, no, or? they don't. Not. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any Newsom's in charge no. of this? Or? Uh, um his uh, lawyers were arguing that he gets some kind of sentence that allows him freedom. Uh, prosecutors uh, said to send Buck to prison for the rest of his life to punish him and to protect the public. If Buck is ever released, he will feel his compulsion to inject others until the day he dies. Oh, he was Gavin Newsom's buddy, too. He donated more than a half a million dollars to Democratic politicians, including Hillary Barack Obama, and Gavin Newsom. Just in a 10-year period between 08 and 2017. 
apparently part of his uh, statement was, I asked that the court take a look at my life in total, not the horrible caricature the government has painted me as a meth-fueled axe killer. Not, 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 not the people you killed? That's not supposed to count? Um... You're all, you're no. You're, He's trying to say I've done many good works and things in my life, so don't give me thirty years. But you're going to prison because you killed people. You're not going into prison. You should go to prison for raising money for Gavin Newsom. That's beside the point. <laughs> and Garcetti, if yeah, that's or what and Garcetti and and Hillary Clinton. Okay, you should be in prison for that. But the way the laws work here, you're going to prison for killing uh, those men with the methamphetamine. Apparently, what he would do, and there was men who survived his encounters who said that he would uh, give them extra money if they slammed, which is allowing him to inject them with the drug. This is what he liked to do. This is what he got aroused about. Apparently so. And then he watched the person God, like, OD. Did you look at him? I mean, he looks like he's 110. Yeah, I mean, 67. His face is ravaged with drugs. I know. And he, ravaged filmed, drugs. he filmed many of the episodes. Yeah. And is this an old picture of him uh, not that long ago with Hillary Clinton where he looks much, much younger? Oh, and he would inject some of these men when they were unconscious. He would assault them, choke them, slap them. Wow. Yeah. yeah a couple of men managed to escape. <laughs> what a sick bastard. But, you know, Gavin and Eric, they were happy to get his money. Oh, no problem true? there. One witness said that uh, he was unable to move, but he managed to regain control of his body only when Buck revved a chainsaw in front of him. Really? I guess that excited Buck, too, to pretend he was going to be the Texas Chainsaw Killer. Well, he was going to, like, behead them? I don't know, but apparently that noise and, I guess, that vision got this guy to be able to move and get out Can of there. Can you imagine? How do people end up in a situation where they lost someone to to knock them out with drugs and you flicker awake and the crazy guy's got a chainsaw? Yeah, he's revving the chainsaw. You, you, I mean, if you don't get off the stuff after that night, I don't know what to say. All right, when we return, we have talked over the years about the deaths of a couple of uh, young boys up in the Antelope Valley, uh, Anthony Avalos and Gabriel Fernandez. And the latest chapter involves a woman that was a counselor to the families. She doesn't work for the county of L.A. She had her own little nonprofit, but she was contracted with the county of L.A. to provide counseling services. It turned out to both these families, she completely Missed the fact that they were killing the boys. Coming back on the show again is Brian Claypool. He represents family members of Anthony Avalos. Next. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken. Did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. 
Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency, where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch, so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This message comes from Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.